The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC. They're leaving the offense out there. Murdoch's going to toss towards the end zone and a touchdown. Henry Krieger Cole with the score. And Iowa with an impressive drive. They're an extra point away from tying the game. Mick Ellis adds the extra point. And it's a touchdown for Rudock after he connected with Vandenberg for 44 yards to get him right at the doorstep of the red zone. They go for it on fourth and two, and it's the second career touchdown for Krieger Koble. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm KGYM Radio's Tyler Chumland. The Iowa Hawkeyes traveling on the road for the first time this Saturday on the 20th of September, taking on the Pittsburgh Panthers at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Iowa Hawkeyes coming off a tough, heartbreaking loss to Iowa State 20-17 last week, moving the Hawks to 2-1. Pittsburgh coming into the game, though, 3-0 on the season. Rather impressive, a nice comeback victory last week against Florida International, but the week prior to that, winning on the road at Boston College. An interesting matchup because both teams like to run the ball, or at least need to run the ball, to be successful. Connor James, the running back for the, Pitts Pan- for the Pitt Panthers, a very, very good one, leading all rushers in the NCAA in yardage going into week four. The scoring got started with Pittsburgh with 4.15 left, capping off an 8-play 64-yard drive, 4.07, time elapsed, 7-0, Chris James running the ball in from 14 yards out. The Hawkeyes answered, though, with 58 seconds left in the first quarter, 13-yard toss from Jake Rudock to Henry Krieger-Koble in the end zone, 7-play, 75 yards, 3.17, squared away at 7 Going into the second quarter, the Pitt Panthers, 9.42 time elapsed on their drive, 18 plays, 75 yards. James Conner with a one-yard touchdown run, 14-7. Chris Blewett, the kicker for Pitt, he also had a field goal at the end of the first half with two seconds left, a 33-yard field goal to cap off an 11-play drive, 17-7. The Hawkeyes trailed the Panthers at halftime. The third quarter opened up. Interestingly enough, in the third quarter, the Hawkeyes with a new man under center, C.J. Beathard, the sophomore from Tennessee. He comes in in place of Jake Rudock. Jake Rudock injured in the first half. More on that coming up a little bit later. Uh, Beathard mans the offense, drives the ball down the field with 8.17 left in the third quarter. Mark Weissman, the running back, with a 10-yard touchdown run, seven plays, 94 yards, 3.18 time lapse, 17-14. to is the score at this point. 4.54 left in the third quarter. Chris Blewett for the Pitt Panthers hits a big 20-yard field goal to extend the lead to 20-14. to Then Marshall Kane, the kicker for the Hawkeyes with 48 seconds left in the third, makes it 20-17 with a huge 52-yard field goal. Eight plays, 39 yards on that drive. The fourth quarter gets underway. 6.56 left in the game. Mark Weissman, a one-yard touchdown run. The Hawkeyes have their first lead of the day, and that is what the score will stand. 24-20. to That drive, 13 13 yards, 50, 13 plays, 52 yards, 747 time elapsed. The Hawkeyes moved to 3-1, Pitt falls to 3-1. Hawkeyes will be on the road again next week at Purdue. Interesting game because it was a tale of two halves, much like last week, but it was the opposite. The first half was not good for the Hawkeyes. Second half was very good for the Hawkeyes. The offense got things going a little bit. Kirk Ferentz addressed this after the game, saying that Pitt was able to do whatever they wanted in the first half. But the Hawkeyes were more aggressive in the second half, and that's why they were successful. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really can't remember. Uh, you know, we, we were uh, getting worked pretty good in that first half, and my memory, I mean, things like that, you try to forget. In you know, the early years, we had a couple of those, but uh, I can't remember getting worked like that. I mean, they just uh, pretty much whatever they wanted to do, they did. 
So, you know, I think our, our staff did a great job making some adjustments, but still about players. You know, what the players did, uh, you know, I think we were more aggressive in that second half up front. And, uh, yeah, just played better football, but it was, uh, it was a tough go for sure. A lot of fans clamoring for the backup quarterback when an offense struggles. Jake Rudock goes down with an injury. It looks like it's a leg injury. Uh, we'll find out more at Kirk Ferentz's media availability on Tuesday. But C.J. Beathard steps in there. A lot of fans wanted to see him. They've they've liked what they've seen so far in spring practice, as well as uh, the series that he had with Ball State with the uh, drop touchdown pass, or the bobble touchdown pass by DeMond Powell a couple weeks ago. Kirk Ferentz said... It's the next man in mentality. C.J. Beathard comes in, but he also says that he loves their team. C.J. came in and did a great job. They just uh, really uh, yeah, love our team. And uh, we've I've said all along, we've got a lot of confidence in both players. They're both uh, outstanding young guys. are different, you know, but uh, they're both really good football players. And I uh, thought he did a really good job of knowing what was going on out there. And then, you know, obviously uh, you know, executing and, and made some really big plays for us today. The big play that a lot of people will look back at in this game is the big 62-yard completion to DeMond Powell down the field in the second half. He dropped one in the first half that ultimately resulted in an interception for Pittsburgh, the interception going on Jake Rudock, obviously. But then C.J. Beathard hits Powell down the field for 62 yards, which ultimately resulted in a touchdown. Mark Weissman with the rushing touchdown to make the score 17-14. to The big play to Powell is going to be a storyline after this game. You look at the roller coaster ride that the individual Powell, the senior wide receiver, junior college transfer, had in the game, the big drop in the first half, but an even bigger catch in the second half. And he was asked about this after the game. He was upset about not catching the ball in the first half, but the coaches and his teammates were able to rally him and get him back to where he needed to be mentally. He was uh, chatted with Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com after the game. And I was, you know, I was pretty upset that I didn't catch the ball, but uh, my teammates and my coaches today, they kept me in it and uh, told me I would have another opportunity to make a play like that. And, uh, in the second half, I did. One of the things that a lot of people see in C.J. Beathard is that he shows a good football IQ. He comes in, he's able to man the offense, he's able to put the offense on his back and able to drive the ball down the field. Uh, I think he probably has a better arm than Jake Rudock. Jake Rudock, a game-managing quarterback, beat Beathard out last year for the starting job. But you look at what Iowa has now. They've got two quarterbacks. Both guys, Kirk Ferentz and Greg Davis, are confident in. Kirk Ferentz addressed this after the game. One of the old sayings is, when you have two quarterbacks, you usually don't have any. Kirk Ferentz refuted this when talking about his team, though. He's shown that to us previously. I mean, it's not like uh, you know, this is the first time we've seen him do good things. I think we have two good quarterbacks, so... Um... I'm really pleased with how I played, but I'm, I'm up standing here saying, gosh, I didn't see that coming. And this guy's a good football player. And I think Rudolph's a really good football player, too. So we got, you know, usually if you got two, you don't have any. But this, this is a situation where I think we got two. The Cedar Rapids Gazette's Mark Morehouse had a chance to chat with the long-haired quarterback, C.J. Beathard, after the game. He talked a lot about the support that him and Rudolph have for each other, regardless of which guy is in the game. We don't let that fuel us. Like, you know, our, our relationship hasn't changed. He's, he was supportive of me when I was in there, just like I'm supportive of him. You know, we're, we're friends. So. Beathard saw Rudolph get hurt and trainers looking at him, but he was excited, more than nervous, to get in the game. Here's what he told Mark Morehouse of the Cedar Rapids Gazette after the game. Yeah, I saw him get hurt, and uh, the trainers were looking at him, but I didn't think it was anything serious. So I was like, okay, for sure he'll, he'll start the second half and then go from there. But um, then the coaches, Coach Davis came in at halftime and told me, because Jake was in the uh, training room for a while, Coach Davis came in and said, hey, you're up. I'm like, okay, well. Honestly, it was such a uh, shock. I didn't expect it. But, you know, I was excited about getting the opportunity to get in the game. You know, a little nervous, but, you know, excited, more excited than anything. So. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> 
How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer, protects your hands all day. Stays on up to 10 washings. Moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ooh, a toilet. Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. Being around message boards and hearing people on radio shows and everything across eastern Iowa and throughout the whole state, it seems like a lot of people saw a different spark in the offense in the second half when C.J. Beathard came in. He was asked about this after the game, whether or not he was he gave the offense a spark, and he referenced time of possession in the first half. And again, back to that big 9-minute and 42-second drive that Pittsburgh had, that is what he attributes to the fact that the offense was unable to get that spark in the first half. No, no I wouldn't say that. Um, well, one, one thing in the second quarter, they're team had the ball. For they had the ball for eight years, yeah. yes. So, I mean, we couldn't really get anything going that second half in the second quarter anyways. But, you know, the second half, the guys just came out and played a lot better and were excited. So. Contrarily, wide receiver Damon Powell said that Beathard did give a spark. He talked to Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com after the game. Uh, yeah, um, you know, he came in and made plays. You know, that's what, he, what he's supposed to do whenever his number gets caught. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that from him. Wide receiver Damon Powell talking about the spark that C.J. Beathard provided the Hawkeyes in the second half. The Hawkeyes get it done on Saturday at Heinz Field, 24-20. Some game stats, team stats. First down, Iowa had 17, Pittsburgh had 24. Pittsburgh had 185 rushing yards, two touchdowns on 42 attempts. The Hawkeyes toted the ball 35 times, two scores and 133 yards. Net yards passing, Pittsburgh 250, 19 for 30 with one interception and zero touchdowns. The Hawkeyes 178, 12 for 18 with one interception and one touchdown. Total offensive yards, 311 for the Hawkeyes on 53 plays. Pittsburgh 435 on 72 plays penalties. The Panthers 8 for 80. The Hawkeyes 2 for 20. Punts on the day, 3 for the Hawkeyes, 117 yards. Pittsburgh also had 3 for 107. Time of possession skewed heavily on Pittsburgh's favor in the first half, but the total time of possession, Pittsburgh 32-51. The Hawkeyes 27-09. Third down conversions, 4 of 11 for Iowa, 6 of 13 for Pittsburgh. Both teams had 3 fourth down attempts. Iowa converted all 3. Pittsburgh converted 2 of them. All red zone opportunities in the game were converted four for Pittsburgh and three for the Hawkeyes. Two field goals for Pitt, one field goal for Iowa. Some individual stats. Quarterbacking for the Hawkeyes, Jake Rudock, five for ten with one interception, 80 yards and one touchdown. C.J. Beathard, seven for eight with 98 yards. Rushing, Mark Weissman, 22 touches, 88 yards on the ground, two touchdowns for him, a long of 19. Jordan Kinzeri touched the ball eight times, 23 net yards for him. Damon Powell had one touch for 14 yards. C.J. Beathard had two runs for five, and Damon Bullock had two runs for three. Receiving Jake Doozy had two catches for 11 yards. Kevontae Martin-Manley had two catches for 11 yards. Damon Powell had the one big catch for 62 yards in the second half. Matt Vandenberg also had a big catch for 44 yards. Devon Smith, one catch, 14. Henry Krueger-Koble, one catch, 13. Ray Hamilton, one catch, 10 yards. Damon Bullock, one catch for five yards, as well as John Kenny, one catch for five yards. And Jacob Hillier had one catch for three yards. That makes 10 guys with receptions for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Punting on the day, the only punter that saw any action was Dylan Kidd. Three punts for 117 yards, one inside the 20 with a long of 51. Punt returns for the Hawkeyes. Riley McCarron had one. He's back healthy for the Hawks. One attempt for eight yards. No kick returns or other punt returns for Iowa. Marshall Kane had one field goal, 52-yard field goal with 48 seconds left in the third quarter. He also had five kickoffs. Every single one of his kickoffs were touchbacks. Average of 65 yards on his kicks. 
For the Pitt Panthers, stats, uh, Chad Wojtek, 19 for 29, one interception, 250, no touchdowns. He was sacked once. Rushing, James Conner, 29 attempts, 157 yards, two for a loss, 155 net, one touchdown. Chris James also had a touchdown, five touches, 19 yards. Wojtek, the quarterback, had five carries for 13 yards. He also had seven on a loss. That's a net of six. Boyd, the wide receiver, had two for six, and Bennett, one for one. Receiving for the Panthers, Boyd, 10 catches, 153. Garner, 3 catches, 38 yards. Witherspoon, 2 for 27. Jones, 2 for 19. Connor, 1 for 9. And Parrish, 1 for 4. Punting, Winslow had 3 for 107. Two of those inside the 20. Returns, the Pitt Panthers had zero field goals. Chris Blewett had two made field goals, one of 33 and one of 29. Blewett also had five kickoffs. Two of those were touchbacks, an average of 57.4 yards. On the defensive side of the ball, leading all tacklers for the Hawkeyes, John Loudermilk with seven solo tackles, four assists for 11 total tackles. Louis Trickle-Passat had eight. Quentin Alston had seven. Greg Maven, Travis Perry, Nate Meyer, and Reggie Spearman all had five. Desmond King had four. The lone interception for the Iowa. Hawkeyes was Anthony Gare and that was late in the game. He returned the ball for eight yards on that interception. One sack on the day, that was Drew Ott for a loss of seven yards for the Hawkeyes. Iowa moves to 3-1 and one on the 2014 season. Taking a look at next week, they travel to Ross-Aid Stadium in West Lafayette to play the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue coming off a victory last week uh, over a directional Illinois school. Should be an interesting one. The Hawkeyes need to get the Big Ten season start off on the right foot prior to the bye week next week that the Hawkeyes have. This has been Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm KGYM Radio's Tyler Chumlin. Join us next week for another edition. And broadcast school has really paid off. This has been a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike, LLC.